This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the weekly Unpacking It Facebook Live podcast, where we unpack the very latest in sports, faith, and life. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from his mouth to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MediShare. I'm Bryce Johnson. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with you. The Unpacking It community of sports fans, we are fired up. This is the the final uh, kind of normal Unpacking It Live podcast of the year. And so next year, next week will be the Christmas special uh, that I hope you will enjoy. Uh, and then we'll, we'll take a, a week off the show. And then we will be back uh, at the beginning of January to, to recap Ooh, a lot going on in uh, college football, of course, during that time, and then the NFL. And so today, we will focus on reactions from yesterday's NFL games. Uh, we've got an interesting NFL matchup for Monday Night Football tonight. And then the, the Heisman Trophy winner was announced. And I, I got to tell you, hearing my name uh, announced uh, during the Heisman Trophy presentation was very exciting. So congratulations to Bryce Young. Uh, repping the name well. Um, and then also on the show today, we will let you know what we are convinced of. We will do tap drill with Henry and Luke. And speaking of Luke, let's say hello to Luke. Luke, how are you? What's going on? Well, we are uh, in a new setup today. Ooh, look at you. That's right. Yes, we got a little scripture. Ooh, other hand. Scripture in the background. The wife has a big presentation at work today that she's giving. She needed and, your uh, studio. She, she needed the she, Eric Dickerson helmet and that's right. Yes. football behind yep. her. I get she, it. Yep, exactly. The Tony Romo football. Yeah. So uh, so she has uh, she deserves the office today. So I'm in the living room. And uh, posted up in the living room, looking at the Christmas tree just off camera. So uh, ready to go today, though. All right. So the tease will be because next week's Christmas show will be will be uh, the the big deal. Um, we'll 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 talk about Christmas trees. And so, does Luke have a real tree or a fake tree? And last year, uh, it was a big decision in the Johnson household. And so, I will let you know where we stand this year. In regards to the Christmas tree, so and so much more. Be ready. So much more. Yes, it's a good time. I've got I've got thoughts on Christmas movies, Christmas songs. I've got the song of the of the season. It 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 clicked this uh, this past week, so I'm excited to share what that song is. All of that is coming up next week. Today, though, oh my goodness, The, the the shenanigans that take place in the NFL every week is just wild. It's hard to wrap your mind around it. And so today's theme during Unpack This will be about the the standings and the playoff race and the fact that we are 14 weeks in pending tonight's game and things are so unsettled. Oh, yeah. We don't don't know who's number one, who's going to sneak in for the wild card spot. What does it mean that Lamar Jackson is out? What does this look like for the Ravens? 
you know, how will will the the Bucks be able to win the NFC? Will the Patriots win the AFC? How about my Colts? That's right. Forget the Panthers. I've turned off the lights on the Panthers. The Panthers season <laughs> is over, so I'm all in on the Colts. They're looking better at a shot at the playoffs, thanks to all the AFC teams losing yesterday. That's right. How good are the San Francisco 49ers? They win again. Huge. George Kittle, let's go. Mr. Yes. Fantasy, I'm so glad I went all in on him. Yep. Uh, I stuck with him. Almost traded him right before the deadline, but I did not. Um, and so uh, look forward to our Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast tomorrow uh, for more fantasy talk. Um, but let's uh, let's talk NFL. But before we do, I want to know what you're convinced of today. If you're listening and, and listening on Facebook or YouTube or LinkedIn or Twitter, wherever you might be, be listening, what are you convinced of based on yesterday's results, based on the sports weekend? You can go outside of the NFL if you would like. Uh, but what are you, what, what, what's, what's a take that you have? What's an opinion that you have? What are you convinced of? We'll share ours in a moment. But let me quickly thank our presenting sponsor, Unpacking It is presented by MediShare. My wife and I, we've been members for over five years, and MediShare has provided us with an affordable and effective way to pay for health care. And so I just want you to be aware of the opportunity. And so if you would like to find out more information, here's what you have to do. Text the word UNPACK to 201-201. That's UNPACK to the number 201-201. So just text that, and you can get some information about MediShare. They're an innovative healthcare solution for Christians looking to save money without sacrificing on quality. So thanks to MediShare. You can also go to MediShare.com slash unpacking it if you're on your computer right now. All right, Luke, what are you convinced of on this Monday? We'll talk to you about your Cowboys today, too. I mean, they they, they snuck one. They, they, oh. they stole one. They, 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 they survived. I mean, I don't even know what you say about it, but it is – it has been an ugly season for the Cowboys, but you start, you start, even though they're winning, like they're winning their division yeah. and it's been ugly at the same time. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll maybe save that, but what are you convinced of today? Yeah. Going to save that. If I, if I get started too soon in the show on the Cowboys, it may be a, a Cowboys episode. So uh, we will, <laughs> we will play prevent defense on that. I'm convinced that parody in football is contagious. Ooh. We've talked about every week parody in the NFL unbelievable this season it's beautiful chaos Mm. teams good teams losing bad teams winning good teams not breaking away from uh, other teams around them in the same tier it's just unbelievable the same thing is happening in college football it's it's parody is contagious this year Mm. the college football playoff we have new teams making it a group of five team made it georgia who we thought was unbeatable, gets significantly humbled by Alabama. It's wide open. And then in the the Heisman race this year, I, Bryce Young, great player. Shout out to the Bryces of the world. Glad you – not surprised you uh, threw that one out. Yeah, I got yeah. to. Got to. Don't right. forget, years ago, uh, Bryce Johnson was drafted into the NBA. That's so right. So that was the biggest highlight to hear my name during the NBA draft. That's right. And, and you have to remember, Bryce isn't a real common name. It's not a biblical name like Luke. So, you know, <laughs> it's right. not used during the Christmas season and all that. But I am thankful, you know, winners. Now winners are representing the name, which I'm, I'm thrilled, thrilled yep. about. So it's very good. It's like even looking at the Heisman race – it wasn't clear. This year, as great as Bryce Young was, 
this year was similar to the NFL MVP race. Who's going to get it? There's not a clear in the MVP race and in the Heisman race in the NFL is going to be Tom Brady. Is Kyler Murray going to be able to win MVP? Bryce Young was really good, but he wasn't your typical, oh, he's clearly the Heisman. He is so far. I mean, a defensive end was second in Heisman voting. Aiden Mm. Hutchinson from, from Michigan. I'm looking at previous Heisman voting winners you got I mean baker mayfield lamar jackson joe burrow marcus Mariota. i mean it's just this year in the nfl and call in in college football parody is contagious across the board which as a fan count me in for that i am all for especially if your team's having a down year so for you as a panthers fan tough year tough year <laughs> tough year in charlotte but as a sports fan, you're not without hope because you have so much amazing chaos to be entertained by. So it's a great year to be a football fan. Absolutely. I'm all in, and game after game is is entertaining, even though yesterday's early games, there were a number of blowouts. But what's so great about the NFL is that if the first window lets you down, the second window of games are great. And so that's what I'm convinced of because you, you get the overtime games to, to yeah. wrap up the day. And then last night's game was great too with the Bears at least keeping it interesting with Green Bay and then Green yes. Bay pulled away and, and, and made it evident. And so I, I've got a few things that I kind of my big takeaways that, I, that I'm convinced of today. I'm convinced the Packers are having an incredible season, but they're not going to win the Super Bowl. They, they are not going to make it. And I, I have to think this toe injury is going to drag on. I, I didn't really mean that for it to be a pun, but there's kind of a pun there. Um, <laughs> but there seems to be an issue with Aaron Rodgers, his toe. And so I'm convinced that they won't win, but he's still coming back. He's still going to return next year. And you would think maybe if they lose, because they'll probably lose to the, the Bucks in the playoffs. And so I'm convinced the Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl. It's, it's as, as much parody as we've seen this year. Who's the best team? It's the Bucs. And they're just toying with people at this point. Like, they let teams back in the game. And then there goes Tom Brady. Oh, wait, how much time do I Oh, I got a few seconds left to come in and win the game. All right, here we go. Let me let me grab this guy. This guy, Brashad Perryman, who everybody else rode off as this guy's. I mean, how many times has he been signed and cut? How many different teams has he played for? He's only been in the league a few years, and he's played for 15 teams, it seems like. <laughs> Fantasy owners like always pick him up. It's like, oh yeah, here comes Rashad Perryman. Cut the next week. Forget about it. Yeah. And then Tom Brady goes, all right, I'm going to make you a game winner. Here yeah. you go. Boom. That was a nice run after the catch. But uh, Tom Brady does it again. So I'm convinced they're going to win. And I'm starting to even feel convinced that if they win this year, then it's probably over for Brady, right? Doesn't it have to be? So it's like to me, Aaron Rodgers and the oh. Packers are going to lose. But then they're going to have some hope that maybe maybe this will finally be the Bucks will win, Brady will move on, and then next year Aaron Rodgers and the Packers win, and then maybe that will finally you know it all come together for for Aaron and Green Bay. I don't know. Even waiting. If I think regardless of if the Bucks win the Super Bowl, gosh, I think Brady has five more years. <laughs> it, it feels like feels like you just can't get rid of him. Like if you're if you're another NFL franchise, you can't get rid of Tom Brady. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, oh, they're bringing, they're said, running it back. They're going for the three-peat. You said, I don't, I don't know who the MVP is. Tom Brady's the MVP. So whether he wins after the MVP. This weekend, after this weekend, 
Tom Brady has definitely become the favorite. No, Kyler no. Murray has a chance, but Kyler Murray's going to—he hasn't played in three, four, five weeks. Well, what do you tonight? If, I need about if Joel Embiid can be in the MVP race after missing thirty games a season, Kyler Murray can be in the MVP race after missing a few games. But I agree with you. It feels like it's Brady's to lose at this point, which yeah, is, no which is just yeah, absurd. Yeah. How, how much longer can can Tom Brady do it? I don't know. I can't. I cannot put any parameters around him anymore. He he's going to do whatever he wants, and we're just going to have to be okay with that. It's it's un seven hundredth touchdown pass this weekend. Passes Drew Brees' record for completions in the NFL. How are their records standing? He's got to own every record as a quarterback. It is. I, I think the thing I tell myself is Luke. Be present for this because <laughs> when you are older, people are going to ask you, what was it like to watch Tom Brady? I mean, we're watching the tail end of arguably the great, the most, uh, the, the winningest, most successful athlete of all time. Yeah. And we yeah. get to watch it right it's, now. And it's not even, yeah, it's not that he's the, the you know, the best. It's not that he's the, the best. At, I mean, it's, you can't make comparison across sports, but most successful with the most accolades. Oh, it's silly. It's just, yeah. it's absolutely silly. So he does it again. I haven't checked the updates, but he's right up there as, you know, leader in yards, uh, you know, for quarterbacks. And you think about, okay, oh, well, who who's the next generation? I kind of talked about this last week, but you look across the league and, you know, Justin Herbert, I, I think is a, a true rising star. But there are a lot of concerns about the rest of the quarterbacks. And I saw something today about uh, Trevor um, Lawrence and comparing him to Andrew Luck. And, and there's, there's great fear in that where, you know, he's just kind of in a bad situation. And not that Andrew Luck was in the worst situation, but that O-line was brutal for him. Yeah, just, yeah. There's, there's injuries piled up, and eventually he's like, I can't take it anymore. And to me, things, if they keep Urban Meyer around in Jacksonville, I, if I'm if – I'm, Trevor Lawrence, I'm thinking, I, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, just, I can't put this, uh, put up yeah. with this. And you know, this week he's saying, "Hey, give the ball to James Robinson." Well, then James Robinson has a bad game, and who knows? You know, James, we know James Robinson's good. We've already seen it. We've seen it with our eyes, and the stats are there. So whatever weird Urban Meyer stuff has gone on to to mess with your best, you know, offensive weapon. I mean, yeah. come on, what, what's going on? So I, I don't want to go down the path of Urban Meyer because. I don't want to say things that are that are too hurtful, but this I I said this to you that the uh, what was the verse I said earlier? Oh, God opposes the proud. Yeah. And so, you know, we see this we see this come, you know, that principle is true. Uh, you know, just the, the value of humility. And we'll talk about this and in, in unpack this. But with coaches, you got the, the humble coaches. You got you got to be humble, man. It's just it's tough to it's tough to see. So um, anyway, things are are rough in Jacksonville. But when you think about okay, Tom Brady's on his way out, and then you think about the young quarterbacks, man, I'd love to see Trevor Lawrence because I I liked him at Clemson. You know, take those next steps. But man, he's in a tough spot. It just and stinks. I, it's, it's just it's hard. It's hard in to the see. NFL. It's easy for to be crushed by a situation. The NBA, not so much, but. Um, the um, NBA, no, just the NBA, you have opportunity. Yeah, I guess the NBA, you have more opportunity ha- to have impact. There's just you can have more individual impact on a team to make them better or worse because there's only five players on the floor. But in the NFL, I, like Trevor Lawrence, 
yeah, obviously he could be better. He's not. He's certainly not without fault. But, but man, again, the Andrew Luck example is fantastic. I mean, he he was going for the record. The Colts were going for the record of how many times can we get our quarterback sacked, and that was Andrew Luck's career. And he was one of the most exciting draft picks in a long time. And yeah. it just. I don't know. NFL franchise can crush you. And I, I don't want to see that happen to Trevor Lawrence and throwback to when Trevor Lawrence, when he was drafted, kind of talked about, he would be okay walking away from football and being right. fine talking about his identity and man, are the Jaguars already trying to flirt with that? I mean, goodness gracious. It's, it's a mess. It really, they, they had zero yesterday. They finished with zero, zero. Oh gosh. gosh. And then you thought you see the, the handshake with Vrabel. I watched that. I watched it afterward. I was oh, curious I how, how Urban Meyer would interact after the game. Just a quick, quick handshake and moving on. Yeah. Was Vrabel an assistant for him? Is, is that? Or did Vrabel they work together? Went to Ohio State. He went to Ohio State, I think. I think that's what it was. There was some some connection there, but yeah. Anyway. He was a, there, he was there, a linebacker. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a coach at Ohio State, but I don't think when Urban Meyer was there. Anyway. No, no, no. There would just be some overlap of, yeah. Yeah, the Ohio State connection, but uh, but anyway, that's the the negative side of the NFL, where you know the Jets, the Texans, the Lions, and the Jaguars. Those are those are rough situations. Yeah. Now, my Carolina Panthers are not that far away from that. Yesterday, we got to see Cam Newton. Oh, he got in the end zone, and then we saw some interceptions, and then tripping on linemen, and then PJ Walker came into the game, and then Cam was he threw an interception. Then Cam's back in the game, and this is all against the Atlanta Falcons, who once again sneak away with a win. I mean, it is remarkable to me that Atlanta has remained in the mix with Cordero Patterson, a kick returner, as their offense. He's their best player. He's their best player. Talk about MVP. I mean, Cordero Patterson. Like eight-year journeyman, kick returner, <laughs> wannabe wide receiver tur- turned running back with number eighty-four. I mean, it's just, it's just it's unbelievable. What is happening? It's unbelievable. When fa- the first week of fantasy, when he had or the first couple weeks when he started going off, like oh, that's cute. I was that's like, am I reading him. this right? Yeah. Is there a typo? Is and did an ESPN intern go on a rampage before he quit? Cordero, am I reading this correctly? Now he's their best player. I know. It's unbelievable. With an really ancient is. Matt Ryan. Oh goodness <laughs> gracious. I'm like, I watch him and I think, all right, can Matt Ryan go play somewhere else? But it's almost like he might just finish in Atlanta. I, I mean, they're doing this without Calvin Ridley. So if he comes back next year, yeah. I think they're now six and seven. Um, or seven and seven. I mean, they're right there in the in the playoff mix, yeah. which is what I, which is what I want to talk about now. Um, but it's just I yeah I can't I never thought Atlanta would win this many games. But at the same time, they've had like this this great schedule where they just they they, they beat these sorry teams, and now the Panthers are one of those teams, which I can't believe it, yeah. it's turned to which, that. But, speaking of huge game this weekend, the Tankathon Super Bowl, ooh. Texans Jaguars. Oh, huge game, huge game game for the tankathon race because Detroit probably is going to have the number one pick. I'd imagine so. But man, whoever wins this game, say goodbye to the number one pick. Any chance at it. 
So speaking of Jacksonville, remember they beat Buffalo. <laughs> and to me, yes. that, that almost end that now looking back, that almost ended Buffalo's season because ever <laughs> since then, it's got, it hasn't gotten much better. Oh no. They're seven and six now. Buffalo I mean, who is, is supposed to be. Yeah. Super Bowl contender. Now yesterday you lose to the Bucks, So there, there's not major panic, but it's just the fact that you're not winning games and, 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 this was a Super Bowl caliber team that it's really Super Bowl or bust for the Bills. And it's not even get to the Super Bowl. This is a franchise that wants to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's the hope. That's you've the paid, you've, you've got a good defense. You've paid your quarterback. Now yeah. it's time to win. And they just refuse to run the ball. Uh, so until they do that, I, I don't know how they're ever going to do it. But, um, you know, we, we, we were we did the show last week before Monday Night Football. So then we saw the debacle on Monday Night Football. Um, where the New England Patriots ran all over them. And so, you know, I I, I love Bills fans. They're so loyal. i got some yes. good friends that are Bills fans. But I think it's pretty bleak for them the rest of the way. I, I just, I'm not sure that they've got it this year. It just doesn't seem like things are click, clicking. Whereas Kansas City, which we'll talk about a little bit later, you know, they're now clicking. And I think it, I think both of us were on that the same side as hey don't panic they'll be they'll figure things out I was yeah. I always kept saying it's something off the field there's something weird going on maybe personality locker room stuff that they need to work through I don't know what it ended up being but as yeah. far as on the field things are starting to click for Kansas City so they still got the weapons they ran the ball much better yesterday uh, Clyde edwards alaire looked good um, so the, the Chiefs are are back uh, you know they're back in the mix to be the best team in the AFC of course New England's there. Um, and so the Bills, they, they just continue to drop. They really do. All right, let's get to uh, unpack this. And so this is a segment here on the show where we unpack sports, but also talk faith and life and parallel what's going on in sports and how it parallels to our own lives. And, and so really what stands out to me this time of year, which in some ways is a little surprising because it is this late, week 14, the playoffs are not settled. The no. playoff standings, the you know the, the the playoff picture is very unclear. Very and unclear. There's an article on ESPN.com. Uh, Kevin Seifert he begins the article with the question, "How unsettled is the NFL playoff race?" And so, not one team has clinched the playoffs. I guess if Arizona wins tonight, I think they can. So nobody's in. No, nobody's locked in. There are a few teams that are eliminated, the, the Jets and Jags and Lions. They're out. Um, but everybody else is kind of, I think the Texans, everybody else is kind of still alive. It's still, you know, even the Starry Panthers, my team, still, if they won out, I guess they'd have a, a shot. But, <laughs> but, but, but right now, we just don't know who's going to have home field, who's going to win the division. Think about the AFC North. That is wide open with wide Lamar Jackson open. being injured. Yeah. And, Big Ben putting together a crazy game last week. Um, the so, Browns with the yeah, Browns beating the Ravens this weekend. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that 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 division is is absurd. Is is just insane. And so things are unclear and it, it is unsettled. And so as I think about, okay, what do these teams need to do? What's the mindset knowing that things are unsettled? So number one. They've got to trust their head coach. So the teams that are going to finish strong will have good leadership, good guidance the rest of the way. They're going to keep their team focused and, you know, not distracted by the standings or, you know, the things that are out of their control. And so 
They've got to trust their head coach to guide them over the next couple of weeks. Players also have to remain humble because you can't think that, oh, we're in position to make the playoffs or we're, we're feeling good. An injury can happen at any moment. A loss can happen at any moment. A surprise loss. We've seen this happen over and over. So you got to remain humble even if you feel like, oh, we got a good team. We're, you know, we're, we're playing well. It, th- this season has been wild. It really has. So you got to remain humble. Number three, uh, you got to continue to play with confidence and then peace. You got to have peace and not worry about the unknowns in the final few weeks. And, you know, worry, you can't worry about injuries. You have to keep playing. You have to next man up. You got to play, play with confidence. And so, you know, we don't know who's going to win home field advantage. And, um, you know, for us as fans, we love the parody, like you were talking about, Luke, and we love the uncertainty because it just makes it more entertaining and fun. And it gives our teams uh, a lot of hope to uh, to still make it, even some of the teams that, that have have lost a number of games. Um, well, for players, it's got to be challenging. You know, things just aren't settled. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. They're not they're not able to, you know, let off the gas by any means or, or coast into the playoffs. No, as of now, nobody's really going to be able to do that, especially with the season being longer now. And just that, that adds another wrinkle as well. Mm-hmm. So what about in life? There are many things that cause us to feel unsettled and things are up in the air. Things are unclear. Things are uncertain. And so what happens is we can very easily become frustrated, discouraged, confused, Last month, we talked about on the show, uh, and I wrote about when life makes no sense. Hmm. And so we, we, we talked about it kind of from that perspective. But today, I really want to focus on this word unsettled and you know, when we're experiencing you know, lots of change in life. And so we're seeing in the standings lots of change. You know, the, the Colts, I think, went into the yesterday as maybe 10th seed, and now they're in sixth, you know, and they didn't play. So a lot of change so in, in, in life. We, we experience a lot of change, and, and as we know, the last two years have, have, have just intensified that uh, with, with all of life and, and things out of our control and, and all of that. And so many of us, we don't know what's going to happen to our job, our health, our family struggles, the pandemic. You know, we're ending this year fear, feeling very unsettled mm-hmm. about life. You know, what, what's happening? What's going on? Where, where are things heading? A lot of, a lot of uncertainty. And, and so the good news for us today, that if we follow Jesus, our circumstances may be unsettled, but our heart, our soul, our mind can remain settled as we persevere toward clarity. So we may still want and desire clarity in life, and, and we have decisions to make, and still you know, there's some, some un, unresolved things happening in, in life. And so we continue to seek God, but we can do so with a heart that is aligned with him and, and we can remain, you know, settled deep in our soul. Yeah. Yeah. There are some circumstances are, we're going to feel that way and, and, and cause us to, to be unsettled, but, but deep down we can remain settled. And so going back to the approach that, that players have when they face being unsettled, we can kind of follow a similar model. And so we got to trust our quote unquote head coach to guide us. So we got to trust Jesus to guide us in the midst of being unsettled and, and wondering how things are going to turn out because the Lord promises us in, in Psalm 32, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. So we can cling to that in, in the midst of when things feel like they're up in the air. 
We know that God is, is in control. Number two, we got to remain humble and dependent on God. We can't you know, try to do things in our own strength and allow pride and, and, and all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to muster up enough uh, strength and energy on my own to try to do it um, and try to figure things out. No, we, we, we remain humble and dependent on God, knowing that we can slip up uh, against any opponent. And, and so we got we to gotta recognize that, just like NFL players know that they can, you know, slip up if they, if they try to, you know, kind of step outside of themselves or outside of the team or try to do things on their own or not listen to their head coach and, and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Mm-hmm. And the Amplified Version says, set aside self-righteous pride so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Yep. And so it starts with humbling ourselves and then think about all that we get to experience when we do so. Um, And then number three, we, we must live with confidence and peace instead of worrying about the unknowns of life. And so it's very difficult when we're trying to figure things out. How are things going to go next? And, and you know, how are the standings of life going to turn out, right? The playoff standings, our, our life picture seems unclear. It's, 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 it's not what we thought at the beginning of the season. And so what do we do when things are unsettled and unclear? Well, we can live with confidence and peace in Jesus because here's what he told the disciples right before he returned to heaven. John 14, 27, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So mm. don't be troubled or afraid. So those are the words. I mean, that's what we, that, the, Jesus says this to the disciples that we can cling to ourselves. And so today, as the year ends and aspects of our life feel very unsettled, let's keep seeking clarity from God and remember that as followers of Jesus, we can remain at peace with humble hearts as we trust him to guide us and, and that's the, the gift we all truly desire, to, to continue to persevere, knowing that God is with us, knowing that he loves us, knowing that he's, he's guiding us each step of the way. So yep. you can unpack that today. Luke, what do you think about being unsettled, and, and, and what can you add to this today? Well, <laughs> being unsettled is not fun. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's first point that out. Being unsettled is, is uh, not fun uh, in sports, in life. It feels good to be settled. I feel like as people are constantly grasping at things to make us feel settled. Of course, there's material things. Money makes us feel settled. Uh, can Has the appearance of making us feel settled. Um, a good home friendships, relationships, um, certain things. There, you, I mean, you could think to yourself right out of the list, okay, what things do I put stock in on this? This will make me feel settled. Um, but man, what, what actually makes us feel settled is the one who actually has control. Because when we're grasping at things to make us feel settled, we're grasping at a sense of control. Mm. As people, we want control. Goodness gracious, if you don't think you do, then you're just unaware of the ways you try to find control in life. I know I try to find control in life with certain thoughts, with uh, pursuing certain things. It's easy, and, and that's, that's a tactic of, of Satan. Hey, you can find control. Yeah, you have ultimate control. 
do these things. But man, God actually is the one who settles. He is sovereign. I think of, uh, I forget the reference in Colossians, but it talks about Jesus, the firstborn of creation. Everything is is for him. He's Lord over, over everything. Uh, the first chapter of John talks about Jesus being, everything was created through him and for him. And, and Scripture is so clear. God is completely sovereign. He can completely, he completely controls everything. And if you're in Christ, you are on that side. Hey, how, how settling is that? Now, that is what really being settled is. Mm. But sometimes that's not what we want. We mm. want what makes us feel, what the, what the world says makes you feel settled. Mm. And it's just, it's never going to work. Then you'll be grasping at the next thing. And, and something God's really helped me understand through his grace is, hey, look to me to be settled. This, when you're feeling unsettled in your in your mind, in your heart, when you're wrestling, you're feeling uneasy or grasping at things, how can I just find control? Just rest and know that I have control and you have a relationship with me. Mm. And when I really process through that and pray through that and God's really convicting me of that, and that is so comforting. Mm. I mean, you talk about in football trusting a head coach. There is comfort in that. As a player, if you have true, tr- if you have trust in your head coach, if you have a bad loss, ultimately, like, okay, guys, we got a great coach. He's done this. Uh, he's he's been a good leader. We can trust him. Magnify that by a gazillion. Man, when something makes us feel unsettled, gosh, we're if we're in Christ. We've been saved through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We can be settled. And we are settled because the God of the universe has adopted us. And man, I just get fired up about that. That's just, oh, that makes me feel settled. Mm. And man, I need to, uh, I need to pray through that more. That's right. When we get eternity settled, that's, that's, that's the most important thing. So that, (laughs) that keeps us, that keeps us going. No question about it. Even when everything else feels unsettled. But, but I do think when we go through those seasons of that uncertainty and, 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 feeling unsettled about life circumstances we do we need to get to the root of that because maybe it is a lack of trust maybe it is trying to control things maybe god's allowing that to kind of happen so that we seek him so that he will show us what he's asking us to do Mm -hmm. um and and so i I know i i've kind of experienced that that recently just a a kind of a breakthrough in my own life right really i was feeling unsettled and and i was seeking the lord and ultimately he revealed it to me but but it took it took me you know humbling myself and and kind of recognizing okay here here are the ways that maybe I um, wasn't hearing him clearly you know because I, I didn't maybe didn't want to hear it um, and so and, and being willing to make those changes and and take the next steps as God reveals those things to us and so going back to kind of the number one that I talked about allowing him to be our quote unquote head coach and guiding us and guiding us but we have to go to him for that guidance. Um, and so if we feel unsettled, I don't know which way, I don't know what, I don't know what play to call. I don't know what direction to go. Then we've got to get back to that, uh, back to him so that we, we, we can have that confidence to move forward. Exactly. Um, so why, why are we feeling unsettled? That's something, something's, something's off. Something's not right. Well, we got to go back to him instead of trying to figure it out on our own. Yeah, because um, we talked about before peace and wisdom is available. That's like right. This is, this isn't some, resource that there's a limited amount. Okay, well, all the peace and wisdom of God, okay, that's already been dished out. Now you're on your own. 
No, peace and wisdom of God is constantly available. So you're right. Go ask God for why, man. God, help me understand why I'm feeling unsettled. Yeah. And if it's about decision, God, give me some wisdom because I'm unsettled about this and I need wisdom. And then again, there's also when you're feeling unsettled about a decision or, or something, at the end of the day, there's peace knowing that in God's sovereignty, there's less pressure on us to get everything mm, right. That's right. Like I don't, there's no pressure on me to, I got to do this right. If I mess this up, the domino effect of all that's going to crash and burn. Look, at the end of the day, I don't have that much control. Not everything in the world is riding on me. Ultimately, God allows things to happen, and he stops things from happening. And he is in control, and he settles everything. So that, that's given me peace recently and just thinking, all right, I don't have as much control as I think I do. I don't have to put so much pressure on mm. certain decisions because mm. ultimately God's going to work and God's going to help me submit to him more and lean into his guidance. Uh, and so that's made me feel better and kind of experience the peace of be, of feeling settled because knowing that God's ultimately in control. Amen. Amen. Well, you can unpack that. We'd love to hear your comments. We've got some good stuff coming in on the chat, which is great. So I appreciate the, uh, the feedback on there. Uh, keep that that coming and, and always love the emails. You can email me Bryce at unpackingit.com. Bryce at unpackingit.com. Uh, really appreciate all, all the wonderful listeners uh, that we have, those that listen live, those that listen to the podcast later on. And it's been a fun year here on the show because we started this live show back in January. And, and so Crazy. We, it's been it's been a year. That's amazing. Some wild uh, changes and different things that we've tried throughout the year. And, um, you know, I, my background's in radio, so I always did audio only. And so we added the video piece this year and, and started, you know, sending it out to, to Facebook and YouTube and everything else. And so it's, it's been fun. And we had a, a donor that, that helped uh, provide equipment and, and pay for equipment so that we could uh, start this uh, live show and, and have cameras and, and all that kind of thing. And so very grateful uh, to him. And then thanks to, to all the wonderful uh, donors that, that support this show. Uh, and so the listeners, we appreciate you. Um, if, you're, if you're looking to, to support some ministries at the end of the year and, and you'd be willing to support Unpacking It, we, we'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, we're, we're running a, a, a double double your dollar campaign right now. So our board has stepped up and said, hey, we'll, we'll match donations in December. And, and so if you want to go to unpackingit.com slash donate, uh, would love to, uh, to have your support and, and thank you in advance for, uh, for getting behind Unpacking It uh, with your generosity. So uh, we'll keep it going. We're excited for next year. Uh, we're going to keep just changing, growing, getting better, and trusting God each step of the way. And, and just want to continue to, to be a place that encourages sports fans to follow Jesus and become more like him. And so that's, that's what we're all about. And, and while we do that, talk sports. So let's get back to it. We'll, we'll talk some more uh, NFL kind of reaction from the weekend. And so, Luke, as, as we discussed all the uncertainty and the, uh, the unsettled playoff standings, are there any teams following the weekend that you do have more confidence in at this point and, and maybe, you know, whose bandwagon are you really jumping on? And I guess with that, where does Dallas, your team, uh, come into play on the, uh, the confidence meter? 
Oh man. Well, I'll start with team. I'm, I'm super confident in that's Kansas city. And I brought them up before. I mean, difficult start, tough start to the season. They were, they were below 500 with six or seven games into the season. We're thinking, Whoa, something's wrong with Andy Reid. Something's wrong with Mahomes. Their defense, not very good at all. Is the run over? We blink an eye and they're nine and four and they're leading their division. Now, the Chargers are at eight and five. So the division is by no means settled. But this weekend, which, I mean, 48 to nine, Kansas City beating the Raiders, which I forget the uh, the name of the thing where you have the, a brand new score, a score that's never happened in the NFL before. That happened with the Chiefs and the Raiders. Yes. I, I, for, I forget the, the 48 name. 48 to 10. Yeah. So, anyway, the Kansas City defense is been very impressive since week eight and you can never sleep on this offense and again they're nine and four after a bad start and i i am i am very confident in kansas city that's going to be the the afc still goes through them um so what are your thoughts on that before i get into dallas because i again i am i am i'm not all in on kansas city but i'm about as close as you can get to being all in so the drama of the season continues, and, and it's amazing when the schedule just works out so well because it's this coming Thursday, we get Chiefs and Chargers. So, of course, it's great when, the, when they figure out, hey, we should do divisional games for all the primetime games down the stretch. Yeah. Um, and they, they kind of do that with the schedule anyway, and then, of course, that leads to primetime games, which is perfect. So to me, the Chargers are very, very good. And Justin Herbert is as good as any quarterback in the league, uh, especially the younger guys. I mean, maybe he's not there with Brady and Rodgers, but but he he is he is up there. And the confidence, the poise, the the throws he makes, um, even being without Keenan Allen yesterday, Austin Eckler got hurt. Now they played Henry's Giants, who are, <laughs> are struggling uh, to say the least, and uh, they're playing Mike Glennon. It's amazing. Some, some quarterbacks just, they stick around in the league forever. And it's always amazing when you hear like, oh yeah, Mike Glennon's still in the league. Oh, all right, great. Matt Schaub yeah. played forever. Yeah. Remember he was in Atlanta like a couple years, like just a couple years ago. That's so, unbelievable. Wow, Matt Schaub is still in the league. Jay, Chase Daniel's still in the league, our boy. Chase um, Daniel. Hall, he deserves a Hall of Fame bid for how he has navigated the end. It's the, the, the best, if... If you don't have ambition, which I'm sure he has ambition, but if you know, hey, I'm not going to be a starter in this league, Chase Daniel is the blueprint to have a fantastic NFL career. I mean, he never gets hit. His his money per pass is unbelievable. It's just, it's fantastic. And now he's just, he's mentoring Herbert. Oh, he's in. Yeah, speaking of the Chargers, yeah, he's there the he backup in in Los Angeles. That's right. So I, I I'm hoping Eckler. He's on my fantasy team. I'm hoping he's healthy because that's going to be crucial to to their success down the stretch. But the Chiefs are still they're still the team to beat. So you got to get past the Chiefs. Yeah. And and I I still I'm not sure that the Chief, that the Chargers have enough yet and just enough experience. Like it's a new head coach and so. Yeah, to go up yeah. against Andy Reid and and to to win, you know, at this point we're talking about all right, who's going to represent the AFC in the, in the Super Bowl and you know who's the team to beat in the AFC. Yeah, it's the it's the Chiefs. 
And as good as New England has been, that's a rookie quarterback. So I still am rooting for Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I'd love to see that happen. I think it's very possible. But I still think you have to go through Kansas City. I, I really do. Absolutely. Um, even though they struggled, and it's kind of nice. Last year, Tampa Bay struggled. A lot of people wrote off Tampa Bay. I did. Absolutely. What, they were 10 and 6? 10 and 6, I think, to make the playoffs? Yeah, they were. They were one of those teams where, oh, okay, Tampa's in the mix. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And then quickly we realized, wow, this team is good. They're loaded. Yep. And the Chiefs, loaded with talent. So if you can make the playoffs and be loaded with talent, you're, the, you're in a good spot. That's why I think San Francisco does have a good shot. Now, I've questioned Kyle Shanahan as a head coach this season because I'm just like, man, how many, you know, how many down years are we going to give the 49ers? But they have responded. They have gotten better. And Garoppolo is actually playing very well. All those whispers about Trey Lance, I, I'm not hearing them. Uh, maybe he's still their guy of the future, but, but Garoppolo is getting it done. And Ayuk, Samuel, Kittle, uh, they were out. You know, then had Mitchell yesterday, which which hurt them. But they yeah. they do need him back because he's he's actually been a very good running back this year. Mm-hmm. So, and then their defense, they got a number of uh, effective defensive players. Um, so, I I, have, I think if the Forty ers get in, they're going to be a dangerous team too. They could surprise yeah. some people. So, I'll quickly talk about the Cowboys uh, to spare listeners from potential negativity. I will I will be okay. Uh, and then I have a, I have a, an article I found from Bleacher Report. I would like to question, uh, have some questions for you about quarterbacks. But regarding the Cowboys, it's just fascinating that the narrative has changed from, yeah, really good Cowboys offense, and they just need a mediocre defense, and they'll be fine. And now it's this Cowboys offense is done, it seems like. <laughs> Where are they? And it's a fantastic defense. Oh, incredible. And like the, the entire Tony Romo, era, Tony Romo era, bottom third defense in the league. And now all of a sudden, we have Micah Parsons, who I think has locked up rookie of the year. I think no mm-hmm. doubt about it. As good as Mac Jones has been, Micah Parsons has 12 sacks. Like since week, gosh, is it week nine? Something like that. He's the league leader in sacks, tackles for loss. He had two sacks and a fumble, forced fumble this past week. It's just unbelievable. He's in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Absolutely. So I'm confident in the Cowboys because the offensive weapons that are there, I think you can restart that engine. But something's got to – Dak just doesn't look good right now. But I still think he's got a top – he's still a top 10 quarterback. But he's just struggling the past few weeks. So with a really good defense and a potential for good offense – I'm excited for for the Cowboys. I, I they're gonna they're still gonna win the division. So I don't see the Eagles catching them unless they go with Minshew. Minshew mania, but I, I don't I don't see the Eagles catching the Cowboys. And then Washington, I think Washington can still be a a wild card team. Uh, they've got a shot. They've got yes. a shot at that. My so my quick quarterback question here is Bleacher Report article. On the seven NFL teams most likely to have a new starting quarterback next season, mm-hmm. I'll list them for you, and I want to hear which is the most unlikely, in your opinion, to have a new quarterback next season. So the seven teams are, this is written by Christopher Knox, Bleacher Report, the Panthers, Broncos, 
Lions, Texans, Giants, Steelers, and Niners. Mm. Of those teams, so again, this this article, these are the seven, for this author's opinion, the seven most likely teams to have a new quarterback next season. Is there any team on that page which you think they're bringing back their guy? Because like Pittsburgh, what are you going to do with Roethlisberger? Yeah, he's Bronco, done. He's Broncos done. with Bridgewater? I don't know. He's done. He's done. The Lions? I think you bring I think you bring back Goff. I do. I, I think Goff has done enough to he could be a bridge quarterback. And and they may draft somebody next year, but they don't have to. They can they can wait. If they're not really sold on a guy as a franchise quarterback, they'll be back in the top ten for the next couple of years. They they've got to rebuild that whole that whole roster. Yeah. Um and especially on on defense, I think, too. So um yeah, they got a couple of decent offensive weapons with Hawkinson and Swift, and but they got to get a receiver, um, a big time receiver. So, uh, but yeah, the Panthers, the, the Panthers quarterback situation is it's just such a mess. And Panthers fans here in Charlotte are just beside themselves. You know, you watched Justin Fields last night, and he played pretty well for Chicago, and the Panthers could have had him. And Sam Darnold's injured. Cam just doesn't seem to have enough left in the tank, or they're just not really set up for Cam to thrive in this offense. And then change offensive coordinator midway through the season. You're changing start, starting quarterbacks. You know, midway through the season, you got Walker in there, then Cam in there, then Walker, and then Cam. And it's just maybe Sam Darnold comes back this season. So hmm. I, I think the Panthers would love to start totally fresh and get somebody new in next year. I'm just not sure what direction they'll be able to go. Is is there somebody in the draft that makes sense and you're going to put a, a rookie quarterback back there unless this offensive line gets better. So that's always the case for a lot of these teams. The same with the bears. It's like yeah. fields are good. Imagine what he could do with a, a solid offensive line where you don't see oh, Jason yeah. Peter walking into the locker room every other game um, <laughs> for his whole career. Has he ever been healthy? I mean, he's like one of the best linemen ever. And he's to me, he's, I always see him walking off the field. Yeah. All right, there goes Jason Peters. Thanks. Great first quarter. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's just, and Jason Peters seems old. The Rams are starting tonight a left tackle who's 40 years old. Andrew 40 Whitworth. years old. First 40-year-old to start at left tackle in a game. Unreal. Good for him. Good for him. That's 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 impressive. Crazy. So, um, but, yeah, I would think most of those teams are, are Niners. The Niners important. will be interesting. <sighs> yeah, I mean, Garoppolo's playing playing well. But maybe Garoppolo goes to, like, Denver. I don't know. Maybe De- Denver still, they're, they're, they got a turnstile there for, for quarterbacks. Yep. Um, they whiff on Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and they don't like any rookies. They might be looking around for somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah and it will be, it, it, the Eagles are interesting too. This hurts. They yeah. go all in on him. Has Minshew showed enough to go somewhere else? He's got a real affordable contract. Uh, apparently, the Panthers called Minshew uh, about Minshew. Why I don't, bl- I don't him? blame him. I don't blame him. Yeah. So, very, very interesting. All right, I want to talk about one of the craziest uh, moments of the weekend. And, of course, it was the big Army-Navy game on Saturday. And if you didn't see this, there was a wild play that took place on a punt. And so this is the official MetaShare moment of the week. It was Navy on a fake punt run that was not called. This was not supposed to be a fake punt. The, the the long snapper snapped it to the wrong guy, and all of a sudden, um, this guy uh, Fago, um, he he caught the ball and 
he starts running. He, he, didn't, he wasn't expecting the ball to be in his hands. And he starts running for it, and he runs enough for a first down. And so they end up pulling off the upset over Army, and this is one of the key plays. And so then after the game, he's asked about it, and he's like, oh, I wasn't expecting it. And then same with the head coach. Uh, this is what the uh, the uh, the player said. He said, no one asked for it. The snapper, he just snapped it to me. I wasn't expecting it. We weren't expecting it. I didn't know it was coming, honestly. And then it was a mistake. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get lucky, and players make plays, and he made a great play. That was the uh, the head coach, um, Nimatola, Nimatololo. Um, I didn't see that. That's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. No, it was uh, he had no clue the ball was coming to him, but he responded and got the first down Unreal. and got the win. So congrats wow. to Navy. Uh, you are the uh, the MetaShare moment of the week. So you have to go watch that play. Um, he was a linebacker. This was a linebacker, Diego Fago. Diego Fago, I guess is his hmm. his name. Um, do you so, oh, uh, if you if you could just delay the Nagurski Awards? Do you think he's nominated after this play? <laughs> Best linebacker in the country. Very special, team, special teams assassin. Gosh. <laughs> so yeah, it was a fourth and one. Good for him. Wow. All right. So uh, we appreciate MediShare, uh, our presenting sponsor here on Unpacking It, and also the sponsor of the MediShare Moment of the Week. If you're considering your healthcare options for next year, uh, text the number 201201 and put the word unpack in the subject. So text unpack to the number 201201 and you can find out some more information about MediShare. All right, let's bring on Henry for Tap Drill and let's uh let's talk about a couple uh other random topics uh going on in the world of sports and uh it's like Henry's in a nice studio today. What's What's going on, boys? I'm here in the capital city, which which is also known as Hartford, Connecticut. And what you're seeing right here with the Yukon sitting behind me, with all the Yukon paraphernalia sitting behind me, I am in the iHeart Studios in Hartford, in particular, the 979 ESPN Hartford Studios. We are the flagship station for Yukon Sports. And uh, I'm happy to, I'm, I'm sitting right here getting ready for tap drill. There you go. All right. Solid. We'll have at it. What's right. what, 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 what questions do you have for us today? All right. Staying with the NFL, we you guys briefly talked about the Raiders and uh, the Chiefs and how the Raiders basically just got stomped out by the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Now, pregame, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the Kansas City defense, oh, excuse me, the Raiders defense decided that they were going to have a meeting on the Kansas City Chiefs logo at midfield. And then stomping all over, stomping all over the logo as they're ready, as they get hyped for the game, and then proceeded to get stomped by the Kansas City Chiefs to the tune of 35 to nothing in the second oh. quarter. So, boys, are you in favor or not in favor of showing up the other team pregame? <laughs> No, I'm definitely against it, and it's ridiculous. And the Raiders, I mean, their season has totally unraveled. And yeah, you know, I don't want to say, oh, look at I was right, but I, I I sense this. Like this was a disaster when when you lose your head coach the way that they did. It's you can sometimes see a team ra- you know rally behind it, but usually a team rallies behind when a coach gets fired that they didn't want. I'm not sure that that was the case with John Gruden. I. I I'm sure not every player loved him, but I, but it seemed like they had a decent thing going. They were winning early in the season. 
things unraveled once he once he left. And so they just were in a tough spot. And then, you know, the tragedy with with rugs, uh, his, you know, poor decision that ended in tragedy. You know, that has weighed on this team, too, I'm sure. And then this is just silly. This is just foolishness to, to jump on the, the Chiefs logo because he won one game. I mean, come on. Well, they beat him last year. That was why they, they came in all confident and everything. Give me oh. a break. I mean, it's just it's just absurd. So those players should almost be suspended just for being just foolish. Just get 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 out of here. I just don't know why. Why do you want to give the other team bulletin board material? Like already, if if you are if you are favored to lose significantly, well, yeah, let's let's give Kansas City some more bulletin board material so they can more even more so stomp on our throats. I just. <laughs> Doesn't just make makes sense. Them, makes them look silly. Really is what it comes down to. Uh, what else? What else, Henry? You guys were talking about the Tankathon, uh, the Tankathon game coming up this weekend. And my question to you is because my Giants are right there. Unfortunately, though, if the Giants were to actually lose out, they would end up with not only one top five pick, they would actually own them two top five picks with the one that they got from the Chicago Bears when they traded and the Bears got Justin Fields. So my question to you boys is this, with the season over already for a failing team, tank or not to tank? I, I'm I'm all for winning. I like winning. I'm a winner. <laughs> um, I, I just don't understand in the NFL, it's too, I mean, you can rest some of your players and if you want to get you know younger guys out there and that's the purpose of it and that might lo- lead to losing, that's fine. But the idea of like purposely, like, hey guys, we don't want to win the next few weeks. We'd, we'd want to get a draft pick. To me, it does, I don't even think it makes sense. Like, because coaches are fighting for their job. Every, every win on their record matters. Like, even for coaches that might get fired, like Matt Nagy, for instance, like he wants to win even a couple more games to add to his overall record because he's going to go try to get an offensive coordinator job. I don't think anyone would give him a head coaching job, but maybe in a few years, possibly if he had some success as an offensive coordinator again. But, um, but yeah, so I, and, and I would go back to even this past year. Who are the two best quarterbacks that were drafted? Justin Fields and Mac Jones. They were f- drafted fourth and fifth of the quarterbacks. So you can get a guy later on. Doesn't have to be the number one overall pick, um, you know. So uh, that, that's my philosophy on it. Oh, it's tough as a player and coach. Yeah, and my, from if I was a player or a coach, I want to win. I want to win every game I play. At least I want to compete and do my best. If I'm a front office guy in a league where it is valuable. If you're not a good team, you are rewarded with a high draft pick. Mediocrity is the worst thing for you. You either want to be really good or really bad. I, my example is the Portland Trailblazers in the NBA. They, they can't get better because hmm. they're always mediocre. They always m- make the playoffs as a seven or eight seed. Uh, and then they just have the same team again next year because they're not getting a high draft pick. And it's just so as a front office guy, there's so much value in having a high draft pick. It's like you don't want to root for just yeah, let's barely miss the playoffs or barely make. Well, I guess if you want to make the playoffs, but if you just barely miss the playoffs, oh, it's just not worth it. But as a player coach, you want to win, of course. So I think there's yeah. there's two perspectives there. Just mediocre mediocrity in a league where there's a draft for the worst, like the worst teams set the draft order. It's just you can't be mediocre. You can't get better that way. 
Yeah, I'd have to think back to some examples of of how that does work. But but I to me, you create a culture of winning. You finish the season strong. You win on you know you finish on a three four game winning streak. That, that is can a good carry point. A lot of momentum. That is a good point. The cult, building a good culture matters. And again, that's you talk about in a league with parity. There's teams that have bad cultures. Like the Patriots, great culture. They're going to be a successful franchise, it, no matter if they're with salary cap, no salary cap. It's somehow the same handful of franchises with great cultures continue to be good. It's it's fascinating. So, but you got to win. You got to win, and sometimes that starts at the end of the season, not not tanking. Uh, that's that's my philosophy. So, all right, Henry, you got one more for us. Got one more. Two teams that are not going to be tanking for sure are playing tonight. We got the Arizona Cardinals and the L.A. Rams. Now, my question to you boys is that I don't know if you guys are betting guys, but the L.A. Rams are actually two-point underdogs. So my my question to you guys is simple. Who you got? (laughs) So I'm bad at predicting single games. Um but I will say that I like the Rams better moving forward. I have been on the Rams bandwagon. I will continue to be on the Rams bandwagon. I think they are built for the playoffs. And I, I would even say this, that whether it's Daryl Henderson or Sony Michelle or even uh, this guy named Sargent, their third string running back who I watched in preseason. He's actually really good. He was on the Tennessee Titans at the time. But anyway, any of those guys can run the ball. Then they lost Robert Woods. But they replaced him with Odell Beckham, who's been okay. He hasn't been great, but he's been okay. Cooper Cup's been playing as well as Devontae Adams to be the best receiver in the league. And, and then Stafford, you know, a couple off games here or there. But I think he brings a solid veteran presence, can make all the throws, can win games. And so I trust them and Sean McVay as the head coach more than I do Cliff Kingsbury and Kyle, Kyler Murray, who he just makes me nervous with the injuries. And I've always, ever since he was drafted, I've always just been kind of a little hesitant with Kyler. Now, what he did early in the season was incredible. A lot of what he did last year was great. But can they really carry it throughout the playoffs? That's what matters to me more. So tonight, I'm rooting for a really high-scoring game, a lot of fantasy implications. That's what I need tonight. So, I, out removing my Cowboys fandom, I like Arizona. I just think something special is happening there, especially with the way they were able to play with no Hopkins and no Murray going two and one in that stretch. And you're, and you got to see the depth and the ability of, of that, of that team. But from the, from a Cowboys fans perspective, I need the Cardinals to lose tonight. Cowboys have locked up the division and now it's what seed can we acquire the number one seed is still in play because the cowboys play the cardinals so the cardinals lose tonight and then the cowboys beat them they would hold the tiebreaker so i have on my homer hat there so (laughs) as a cowboys fan i want the cardinals to lose but as a football fan i I like arizona i just did something something special is happening there they got to get, yeah, as long as Kyler's out there healthy. So that, that's going to be the key. All right, Henry, great job. Appreciate you, man. Enjoy uh, your time at the studio there. Uh, good having you from uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Good yes, stuff. Yes, sir. All good right, stuff, so before, boys. All right, man. Well, before we get out of here, um, we're excited about Christmas Day. Uh, so we got next week's Christmas show. 
Uh, so you'll you'll definitely want to listen to that uh, either live or on the. Uh, actually, we're going to record it. So you either listen to it when it comes out when we release it, or listen on the podcast. Um, but that's going to be awesome. And then also, what's taking place on Christmas Day is the release of American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story. And it's I've seen it. It's great. It's a really good sports movie. It's a good life movie. Uh, a lot of storylines and angles that that you'll love and enjoy. And so we're going to play the trailer for you. And then also, uh, I'm going to be interviewing the director. Actually, today, um, I'm going to record an interview uh, with him. Uh, it's the Irwin brothers. And so I'm talking to Andy Irwin. Um, and so they put together, they've had some great movies over the years. One of my favorites was Woodlawn, a great movie. Um, so I'm going to talk to him about the movie. So I'll uh, be looking out for that podcast uh, this week as well. But Luke, if you could play the trailer right now, I want to give our listeners and viewers uh, an opportunity to check out the trailer from American Underdog. Destiny belongs to the underdogs. You want to prove that? As long as I have a ball in my hands, I feel alive. Kind of like how I feel right now. I'm staying here. I got work to do. Work? The NFL's not going to draft some dude from the 1AA school in Iowa. There were other offers. I called every team in the NFL. No one's interested. Can I get one of your applications? I promised that I would take care of you and the kids. So that is exactly what I'm going to do. This is your dream? Don't give up on it. Football. Yeah, they didn't pick me. I pick you. I pick you too. Kurt Warner. You got the whole package, kid. The world just needs more time to see it. He came up with this whole arena concept. Arena football. It's like a circus. People love the circus. I like the circus. You pay me for a touchdown? I also pay you to win. Oh, that's going to be fun. Hey, Kurt. We've been trying to reach you. I'm sorry, who are you? I'm with the Rams. This guy's old. Slow as molasses. He's beneath the standard of this franchise. That's what people said about me when I came here. All those years gave us something others didn't have. Made you ready for this moment. Third corner out of the arena league. It's one of those stories that's too good for the movies. The perfect guy here. He was bagging groceries five years ago. Go out there and you show the world what I've known all along. You were born for this. This is my time. I know who I am, and I know why I'm here. There you go, American Underdog. Gosh, it gets me excited to watch it again. It's a, it's it's fun. It's a, it's a, what a story. Gosh, it's incredible. What I'm going to ask uh, the director Andy Irwin, how did he decide on what aspects of Kurt's story to focus in on? Because to me, it's like a it could be a trilogy. All the different layers of, of his life and career. And so that's got to be hard to land on, you know, hour, half, two hour movie uh, yeah. to figure that out. So that's a, that's a, a tricky process. Biggest takeaway. So interesting. Those old uh, Rams helmets in the jerseys. 
seeing the <laughs> That's seeing, seeing the old school Rams. Nice, nice. Well, you got the Rams tonight, so enjoy the game. Uh, looking forward to doing our Christmas show. So we got that coming up. Uh, we've got a couple fantasy football fellowship podcasts coming up. A couple other interviews uh, the rest of the way. And, and so uh, we greatly appreciate your support. Thanks to everyone that supports us financially. Uh, thanks to MetaShare for their support of this show. Thanks to American Underdog. And thanks to Henry and Luke. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the Christmas season. We will talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It Live podcast presented by MetaShare. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week. 